Hello and welcome to the Sharp Action Daily Podcast. This podcast, you will hear some of the best picks given by top-of-the-line analysts, as well as interviews with athletes and gambling gurus, because at the end of the day, we are all on the same team. Our bets are given as advice, and you are not forced to take them. We give them to you as a suggestion. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Also, if you do not have the money to bet, do not place a bet. Gambling is an addictive habit and can spiral at any time. But please sit back and enjoy the ride as we take you through the rigorous world of sports betting. Cheers. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sharp Action Daily Podcast. Once again, joined by my co-host, Chris Kelleher. Chris. What's shaking tonight? Oh, just living the dream, talking to you, talking sports. Can't get better than this. Yeah, not a lot of people can talk ball with me, but I'm glad you can handle it. Let's get into it. So a thing that's been on my mind recently is live betting. I never know when to do it, how to do it, what unit size to put on it. It's just, for me, it's just a big clusterfuck. Do I always take teams when they're dogs, assuming they come back? Do I have to be watching said game and noticing trends? But I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to live betting. Do you? Uh, not a ton. I mean, it's, you think you get a feel for the game in the first, you know, first quarter, first half, whatever. And then unfortunately, coaches make adjustments and everything you saw in the first half is not how the second half goes. Now, are the coaches' adjustments better than the Vegas, you know, machine learning outputs for these live lines? Who knows? If you can figure that out, you'd be making millions. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of making money, we're at 80% over the last seven weeks. Dipped a little down from 83, but we are still sitting at 80%. And we will get into our picks a little later on in this episode. But, you know, we got to start it off with our wagon coming back to fruition. Vandy, what a great way to end their year, getting smoked and hitting the over. Yeah, they covered, though. They didn't get beat by 28 or whatever it ended up being. Well, doesn't really matter because we only care about the over. Yep, they they did their job. So happy for the Commodores. Thank you for a profitable college football season. We thank all of you involved. Hopefully, you'll get your construction done for next year. Maybe we'll see you know some stands behind the goalpost or maybe a scoreboard. Losing their quarterback, too, I believe. Entered the transfer portal. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see who runs out there for the doors in the fall. Anyway, college football is great right now. A little bit of a college football playoff shakeup. Ohio State losing Michigan, dropping down a few spots. The other three bumping up. So. I'm going to riddle you this. I think Ohio State sneaks in the back door of this college football playoff again. I don't think there's any way. Uh, They're the only one that I guess is close enough that is not playing. So who's going to lose and drop below Ohio State? Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Give me one second. I wrote this down. All right, Texas. Texas loses in the Big Twelve. 
Bama loses in the SEC and Florida State loses. So that would leave Georgia, Michigan in the winner of the Pac-12 game. Why why would you not then take the loser of the Pac-12 depending on who it is? If Oregon wins a close game against Washington, wouldn't it be Oregon and Washington? Washington has a the same loss quality as Ohio State and has a better win in beating Oregon. You know, the, is it with Ohio State beating Penn State, Notre Dame on the road? I mean, when you looked at these teams when they were both undefeated playing, you know, they the college football committee had Ohio State over Washington. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. What what who are we putting in? If Florida State wins, right, are they really one of the four best teams? No. But is it similar to what you did with Cincinnati where you just have to respect the great college football season and put them in? The difference is Cincinnati still had their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trotting out Tate Rodemaker or whatever his name is. Do you think they beat Louisville? I don't know. Louisville hasn't looked very good lately. You know, they lost to Kentucky. It's not like anyone said that on the podcast or anything that, you know, Kentucky would win out right. But does your does your back ever hurt from how hard you pat yourself on it? No, no. <laughs> just just from carrying you in the picks. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I mean, that that's the path for the Buckeyes. You know, I I think Texas and Pamela both win, which would cause a lot more drama for me because who are you going to leave out between Texas, who won the Big 12, beat Alabama, that's, and then Georgia? Let's back up. Texas didn't beat this Alabama team. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. I mean, they beat Alabama when they were still trying to figure out who their quarterback was. They almost lost to was it Auburn? USF. Wait, Auburn or was that last? Oh, uh... no, no, very beginning of the year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they almost lost to USF, I think, or UAB, one of them. I don't remember yeah, which U- one it was. USF. Well, they... Yeah. Game. Yep. Yeah, they went through three quarterbacks. I mean, that's not the same Alabama team that almost lost to Auburn. Are you sure? Are we sure about that? Yeah, that their quarterback. Was screaming, give me the Heisman after a terrible performance. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just upset. My preseason prediction of LSU, it's not going to be in the playoff. I mean, they have the best offense in college football. They have the worst defense in college. Well, they're right up there with USC. You know how fun that would be? It'd be like that Oklahoma-Georgia game at the Rose Bowl where it was just like 56-58. It'd be fun, but it's wild. Who do you think gets it? Mr. Ohio State doesn't sneak in the back door. Uh, I still think it's Georgia, Michigan, uh, Oregon, and then they're going to put Florida State in if they win. Right? So those four. All right. Where I'm just going to be. I don't think Texas matters. Why? What do you mean, why? They've one loss. 
So? They also have the best road win in the country. Against a team that wasn't the team they are now. Alabama was hot garbage at the beginning of the year. They still are. I could see them getting smoked in Georgia, honestly. But we'll see. see Hopefully everything takes care of itself. I hope Florida State loses. I really don't want to, you know, watch them fiddle around for three hours in, on New Year's Day. But I yeah, the only upside there is Georgia hasn't uh, really just destroyed teams they should destroy. They've let them hang around in the first quarter and a half. That is true. Well, we have conference championship this weekend. The only games that I think that matter are the Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, and the Big 12. Do we see any upsets in those? Who are allow me to rephrase. Which upset teams will give the favorite the best for their best run for their moment? Out of those games. So you have Washington, Iowa, Alabama, or Oklahoma State. Which dog is gonna have the most bite? I mean it's only Alabama or Washington are the only two options. Not Iowa. No, punting is not winning in this case. Alabama, I think Texas, if they want a shot, has to destroy Oklahoma State, right? Yeah, Oklahoma State's kind of real. Their running back's insane. But I don't know. I don't know. This is a big, big you know, mess, and I can't wait to see what happens this weekend. Yeah, I get that Oregon has looked 10 times better than Washington has since they played last. And it's at a neutral site, not at Washington. But 10 points is a lot. Is there any injury to Washington that I just haven't seen over the last three three weeks? I don't think so. I, there, I don't know what was wrong with Penix at the end of the Washington State game. I don't know if he was just crying or... He's banged up. I don't know what that was. It was super weird. I was leaning into the box with the phones, and then they like covered him up and walked him off the field. It was very strange. Yeah, it it, it seems as though um the there's just no respect for Washington anymore. Everyone is like garbage. Going to roll through them. What? They've played like garbage lately. I guess, but. You know they, you know they got a shot at the end of the year. That's all you could really ask for. So yeah, they're still in it till they're out of it. But I can't wait to watch these games. Hopefully, everything will take care of itself. I don't want any controversy for the playoff, but I'm sure there will be. So I just want some good games. Let's just get three good games out of this, and I'll be happy. Out of the games I listed, there could be one good game. Eh, maybe two. SEC Pac-12. That's probably it. But, you know, we'll save the third good game for our pick section. Let's talk about the snooze fest of the NFL. Everybody sucks. It's not fun. There's no good offense. You know, Sean Payton look, is looking like he knows what he's doing again. It's very frustrating. The entire AFC is not good anymore. They all suck. They're all terrible. I will give two exceptions. First exception, 
Baltimore Ravens. They look good, even though they're going to lose in the playoffs because that's what Lamar Jackson does. They don't look that great against the Chargers. Whatever. They won, didn't they? They did. 20 to 10. Two-possession game? Not bad. The other exception I'm going to give, the AFC South might be the best division in the AFC. It's probably the deepest at this point. You know, I thought the North would be a juggernaut, but with Burrow going down, the Steelers looking like a bad high school team. They keep winning. Now they have offense. I don't understand. It's hilarious. I, I got to give the AFC the, the South the nod here. The Texans looked for real. The Jaguars looked good. The Colts with Gardner Menchu look. Now you're without <laughs> Jonathan Taylor again. Not for two weeks, but the Colts look like, you know, you could throw them in that clump with the Steelers and Browns as far as, you know, goodness. Yeah, the Steelers are net negative 23 points. They have given up more than they've scored, and they are still somehow 7-4. and four. Amen. Beggars can't be choosers. They, they just make no sense. Imagine if, they just, imagine if they just kept the pastronaut, how good they would be. He's terrible. Yeah, he, he came back to Earth. I don't... I think it's a it's a league wide thing. I agree with Tom Brady. The quarterbacks are terrible. They are. I don't know what's happening, but it's making every game volatile. The NFL's it's gotten soft. It's gotten soft. It's, it's, it's only going to get worse. It's entertainment now. It's like the it's like the freaking NBA. It sucks. It's a it's getting to be a bad product. They don't score. If it's that soft, why are we not scoring more? Because these guys just think they can do whatever they want. There's no discipline. There's no there's no grit. They're not, you know, they're practicing less now. There's, you know, more health and safety protocols. You know, basically, if you win a game, you get Monday, Tuesday off. You're rolling into a Sunday game. You're practicing Wednesday, Thursday, walk through Friday, travel day, Saturday. I mean... You're having two days in, you know, shells to prepare for these games. And I believe, you're going to have to fact check me on this one. I believe you only get 15 padded practices during the season for the NFL. Well, it shows because it hasn't been good. It's a bad product. I mean, the Chiefs can't score past halftime. It's the Eagles can't score in the first half. It, it's bad. It's it's getting to the point where it's unwatchable. It's it's not there yet, but it's getting there. The only team that can score is the Cowboys. And it, that's not good because they're also not good at football. You know who is good at football? Who's good at football? The Eagles. The Eagles are not good at football. 14 and 2 in one score games. What are you going to say to that yeah. one under Mr. Hertz? They played what their schedule last year. I think they were like teams were under 500 by 10 games. They should never be in one score games. Mr. Hertz had 87 passing yards through the first, what, three quarters last week? You can only play it on your schedule. And who won that game? 
you can only beat who's on your schedule, and you should beat them by a lot. Do the Bills? Also, oh. the Eagles shouldn't have won that game. A.J. Brown fumbled that ball. The game was over. I didn't see But that. it seems like the good teams seem to get a lot of leeway on these calls more than, you know, the bad teams. Justin Herbert gets whacked four yards out of bounds, no call. Following possession, the punt returner gets hit before he even touches the ball, no call. It's weird how this works. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of penalties in the Colts-Browns game a couple of weeks ago, and that were just egregious, you know. Uncatchable ball, they just throw a flag for P.I., and, the per- and apparently Ursa has gotten that to the point where the NFL is looking into reviewing that. You know, being able to review flags now, which... Again, this, this is the other thing I don't understand. These quick reviews. If it's clear and obvious, they'll call down and tell the ref to change it. But there's a lot of things that are clear and obvious, and they're not changing them. So how do they decide when to do that? When it's, It makes no sense to me. When it's convenient to them. Or convenient to the higher-ups who are pulling the strings. I'm not I'm not going super conspiracy yet. Uh but it just it does none of it makes sense to me. But I guess we'll see if your fraudulent Eagles at they're an at home dog this week to the San Francisco 49ers. I, I think they are the only team in the NFL right now that you can call a fraud. Who the Eagles? Yeah. Because everyone else is kind of they are what their record is. Dallas Bills are a five hundred team. Dallas in that division, I could see being eight and three without a problem. Eagles are not, not a ten and one team. Yeah. I mean, they are, but you know who still can win their division? The Carolina Panthers. Yes, sir. At one and ten, they can host the playoff game. That division what? is so bad. Isn't that wild? Who do you, who's coming out of the South? I, I'm going to give it to Baker. What's their schedule the rest of the way? He 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 cares too much not to win that division. I bet the Saints could win if they put Jameis in. Or they could also lose every game. That's fair. <laughs> Go either way. So the Tampa plays Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville. New Orleans, and then Carolina again. They could win that division pretty easily. They, they could also lose all record. Games. They do. They could, but they play one team with a winning record the rest of the way. Although the Packers, I think, could be have a winning record at that time, maybe. They could, they, they're they also going to make the playoffs. They're another trash team. I don't care what what these people say. Well, it's either them or the Vikings. Which one are you going to pick? The Packers. Nope. For sure. Jordan Love looks better. They still got to figure out how to run the ball without Aaron Jones because he's, unless he's back this week, maybe. But A.J. Dillon still, he had one good, really good run and then was back to his normal self. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into everybody's favorite segment of the pod. Let's get into the picks for this week. Last week we went three, two, and one. 
moving us to 28-7-1 overall over the last seven weeks. Pretty good, 80%. Um, I batted lead off last week. Chris, you're up first at the dish. Who do you got yeah, for right. uh, This is getting much harder because there are far less college games. So there's not, not a ton to pick from. Uh, my first pick, I'm going UNLV plus two and a half against Boise State. Boise's on a three-game win streak, but I don't care. Uh, they're two and four on the road away from the blue turf, and UNLV is five and one at home. And this game is in Vegas. At the Death Star? Yep. Wow. Little uh, championship pick. I didn't see that one coming, um, personally, but. Like you said, tough week. I'm going to take my first pick to the association. I think this is this first time a pick like this is making the pod picks, but we are going to go with Tank Dell anytime touchdown score this weekend. Scored in their last five games. Seems to be CJ Stroud's favorite target. And as a proud Stroud boy, I'm going to ride. Sounds like a plan. Uh, for my second pick, I'm actually going to go against uh, what I've been doing all year. So this is uh, maybe not the greatest way to go, but I'm going to take Liberty minus 11, even though New Mexico State, I think, has covered uh, every game but two. Uh, Liberty beat them by 16 last time they played them earlier this year. Liberty's killing everybody. I see no reason why this is going to change. Liberty minus 11. Wow uncharacteristic pick. That's two from you this week. For my second pick, I'm going to head back over to college. I'm going to take the Michigan Wolverines team total over 27.5 points against Iowa. You know, I think they're going to hit this clip by halftime. Do I really need to go into it? Uh, This game's going to get ugly really fast. Yeah, again, punting is not winning this week. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for my third pick, I'm jumping to the NFL because, again, not enough college games for this. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus nine and a half at Washington. Dolphins are two and all against the spread as a, a road favorite. That continues this week. Washington's given up. They're just getting smoked the last two games. They lost to the Giants by 10. They're done. Riverboat Ron might finish out the year, but after that, he's gone. Love it. Love it. For my third pick, I'm staying in college. I'm going to the granddaddy of them all, the MAC championship from Ford Field. I'm taking Miami of Ohio plus seven and a half against my Toledo Rockets. They played earlier this season. Toledo won by four. Miami of Ohio, very sneaky team. Outside of getting blown out by the real Miami, they've had a very good season beating Cincinnati for the first time in over a decade. You know, stacking up some wins in the MAC with their only conference loss coming to Toledo. Hard to beat a team twice. Miami, Ohio's out for blood. I think over a touchdown in this type of game is a little much for me. So I'm going to take Miami, Ohio, plus the points in that one. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for our picks. Um, You know, make sure you bet these responsibly as always. We are going to parlay these once the take Tank Dell. Anytime touchdown odds come out, and I will post those on our social media. Chris, before we wrap it up, do you have any enlightening comments for our viewers? Any stats for me this week? 
anything. I do have a couple. I'm a, I'm gonna touch on a little hockey stats just so we can you know keep up with how that's going. Uh, the Devils are still 75 percent to the over. They're 15 and five on the year. Uh, at least one of those coming in the second night of a back to back that they didn't cover. So maybe watch that. Uh, the Sharks have started scoring, which is really weird for me. So they're not my number one team for unders right now. The Caps, however, are making the under 72% of the time. Wow. The Caps unders lately have been good. Yeah. For me, college basketball, you know, we had some great preseason tournaments. Purdue winning the Maui. Uh, that was pretty much the big tournament. Beating three ranked teams, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and then Marquette. That Marquette game was a great game. That looked like an Elite Eight game, Final Four. Outside of that, I love Oakland to win the Horizon. I understand who they just beat. We're not going to get into that. But they also lost by two possessions to at Illinois and at Ohio State, which I think are two tournament-level NCAA teams. Oakland has the number one three-point shooter in the country, the D2 transfer. And they have the best international player in college basketball. Their new forward from Australia. Sorry, I don't know their names. Again, they go to Oakland, the Cold Grizzlies. So, you know, maybe if you play on national TV, you get a little name recognition. But other than that, Chris, any closing remarks for the viewers out there? Nope. All righty. Well, again, everybody, thank you for listening. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Sharp Action Daily Podcast. Please remember our bets are not suggestions and please bet responsibly. And as always, make sure you are following our social medias at Sharp Action Daily on Instagram and at Sharp Action Dolly on Twitter. Still waiting for, you know, Mr. Musk to give us our extra character to put the daily in there. But I digress. Everyone, thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. And cheers.